0: In the words of Public Enemies Chuck D, bring the noise. From the Fifth Friend Podcast Network, I'm and this is what's good. I kinda wanna leave this particular episode as what it is, which in one way is just going to is just me venting. It's, in another way, me using the only platform I have in the only way I know how. It's a mixture of both those, those things. I'm not going to throw any music on this. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to structure this. Um, I just want to, again, I just want to leave it for what it is and leave it for what I say. Is why I say it's on wax it's going to be here for the rest of (laughs) for the rest of time in some way and for those that you know listen to this particular episodes years five years ten years 20 years from now they understand a how I felt in this particular moment but also just how fucked everything is at the moment. So I've been... You know, a lot of of things have been... uh, What's the word? uh, Simmering in my mind in the past... Not even the past couple of days. uh, Not even the past week, but for the past... For most of this year of 2020, to be honest. Um, I was looking... I was looking at my archives, um, recently, um, just for, uh, upkeep purposes, um, you know, trying to throw in links and stuff, just, you know, general admin, and, um, I was, I wanted to think about, you know, at that point I was thinking about Corona, right, because, um, as of yesterday, uh, I'm recording on the 2nd of June 2020 right now, um, yesterday UK kind of opened it's doors again in some fashion, um, it's going to do more uh, later, um, In I think in a couple of weeks in terms of opening, and I saw a headline that said, um, you know, health officials make one last plea for, you know, keep keeping up lockdown procedures, so I thought about it, and I was just like, that's funny isn't it? Like the, go- the government's telling you, oh, it's all good, it's all good. But health officials that, you know, are, you know, are, that are they, they're, their careers are in this, they're in the health game, right? They're telling you it's not. So, how are you going to respond to that? You know what I mean? It's, fi- it's funny on that front. And I was trying to think about, um, and, you know, going back to the archives, I was, you know, the admin I was doing. I was looking for when. When was the first time I mentioned coronavirus? When was the first first time I mentioned COVID nineteen on the show? It was actually the thirty first of January. So, if I may, if if I just you know, and I think that was a in a week where, so you know, was it was just a general point made, um, wasn't a full segment, but it's a mention of it nonetheless. The only reason I do that particular segment um, is to you know just to just to highlight some stuff that i don't have either the knowledge to talk about at the moment or don't feel like talking about at the moment um or there's other topics that i feel like are more uh that are more what wor- uh, i don't want to say worthy of my time but more um that i just i just had instead <laughs> you know what i mean it's, uh, i can't do everything i can't speak about anything uh speak on everything in one episode you know it's stuck to four um and I just found that interesting. It's just like, so if I mentioned that and I put that out there, then it took what two months for the government to actually genuinely respond. And they could have responded, in my mind, in January, or they could have done something in February. They didn't. Just, just let it, just let it happen, right? And that's obviously the first thing on my mind. Um, the spin on my mind for the past few weeks. Obviously, more recently, and partly the re- well, mostly the reason why I'm even recording on this particular day um, is obviously because of everything's going on in terms of you know the the murder of George Floyd, the rioting, the looting, the protesting. The latter being, you know, not exclusive to the U.S. There are going to be some uh, protests in London, and uh, I assume in other cities in the U.K. for not just you know. Black Lives Matter, but also for the uh, Justice for Belly Majinga. As you can imagine, as a person that likes to think and meditate on those things, you know, a friend asked me recently, how do you meditate? And another friend um, is actually going to come in an interview in a couple of weeks um, you know, he kind of well. These, these are two different people, but the first first thing in the interview, like he asked, he he basically um, uh, was talking about meditation and you know how he does it and how it can be done in some ways. And you know, obviously, when we think about meditation, it's that you know sitting down, cross legged, um kind of stuff. You know what I mean? That's obviously a you know the, the I guess a a more uh, focused form of meditation. But you know, I feel like Most of my brain power, most of the time, is some form of meditation where I'm thinking about something. I think about several things every day. I think about progress. I think about my general progress. I think about what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. I think about people that I'd love to talk to in certain situations depending on the day and what happens during that day if it's in the news or just in my personal life it's people I want to talk to again but so much time has passed there's no point I feel like or I don't really know where to begin I also think about what goes on in other people's minds what goes on in their lives and you know some of these things and that's just a, that's just some that's just some that's not even everything you know sometimes th- that shit just makes me angry in terms of what i think about and that's just how it is you know it's just it comes with it comes it's part of the game i guess in terms of trying to you know constantly think because I like to think of myself as that, as a, you know, just a consistent thinker and maybe an overthinker. Who knows? I don't really care on that front, to be completely honest, if I'm overthinking. Because I feel like, um, later down, it later down the line when I'm talking here, um, I'm going to be, it's, it's going to make sense in some way. I hope it does in general. <laughs> But so the reason why I think about these things is because I feel like in net they they rarely get thought about enough. Obviously, I'm the only one thinking about my own you know future and my own progress and what I'm doing on a day to day. Obviously, that's just me. Nobody else is going to do that for me, and that's fine. Yeah, I'm not asking for anybody. I'm not asking for help on that front. But you know, for stuff like for stuff like racism and for stuff like you know what's going on right now. I don't feel like people think about it enough. I feel like people are too comfy. And I'm not one for comfort in these in these times. I'm not one for it. I'm consistently uncomfortable. You can imagine by the stuff I think about it's it makes me it, it makes me con- consistently uncomfortable and I put myself through that because I don't know Maybe some form of martyrdom. Who knows? But it's also a matter of. If I consistently think about these things. And if I think about solutions to these things. And try and manifest those things. Through that thought. Through that vision. Then maybe. There will come a time. Where my moment is there. Where where the moment is right. And I can enact something, whether it be my opinion or, or a knowledge on a certain topic, that's what I try to do, that's my mindset most of the time, as it pertains to my work, as it pertains to what I read, what I listen to, it's conscious thinking consistently. Now, as it pertains to everything going on... Um, I said... Oh, I've, I've, I've actually made some... Most of my general thoughts on digging in digits, so if you guys want to go listen to that particular episode, it's episode 61, go ahead and listen to that. And I may, and if you have already listened to I may regurgitate some of that onto here. And the first thing I want to regurgitate, to be completely honest, is this isn't new, right, <sighs> excuse me, this isn't new, none of this is, and I think that's the thing that people need to get in their heads Most of the, most for most people, and I'm going to say, especially white people, it's not new, if you zoom out, and you look at The context of why these things are happening. And you don't understand why people say what they're saying. As it pertains to police brutality. As it pertains to racism. Systemic. Active. Subtle. Micro. Macro. However you want to slice it. Racism in general. If you don't understand any of it. There are resources for you to understand. Plenty. Books, documentaries, music, spoken word, podcasts. There are an innumerable amount of resources for you guys to understand and learn for yourself. As you guys know, from you know, if you if you listen to previous episodes, you know I'm one for education and one for switching up what pe- what what we teach in the use basically. As especially as it pertains to history, it burns me every time I think about what I th- I found I find wasted time as it pertains to my personal curriculum, going to history lessons and learning about the war, which, you know, fine, I get it, it's the war, it happened, right? But, (laughs) so many years on that, so many years on the Tudors, like, it's just, it's not enough for me, it's not enough It's it's really not enough. And it pisses me off because I feel like people wasted my time in hindsight. And the one thing that I value most most, uh, in the world is time. That's my currency. My currency is time. I talk on podcasts because I feel like that's a good use of my time. Amongst other things, as you probably can, you know. (laughs) clean <laughs> but time is my currency money isn't i put time into things because i know they're worthwhile i'd like for this podcast to be in terms of a personal legacy to myself something that i can draw people to and i don't have to say many things down the line where they ask me what do you think about this funny thing you say about that Go listen to episode fourteen of What's Good or whatever, you know. I mean just, just that's it. You wanna know my thoughts on insert hip hop highest here? Go listen digging digits. People love to use, you know, social media for those kind of things and while I understand it, I don't really I I, I don't I don't value social media in uh, that high esteem. You know, obviously, I post what I post, and it's just keeping up with the Joneses, to be honest. I'm not one for, you know, social media marketing. I don't really care, to be completely honest. I know there's a necessity for it in some ways. If I want to get more people to listen, then I have to do A, B, and C. I get it. But I just don't want to because I'm putting, because like I said, I'm consistently thinking about other things. And I feel like that's worth my time. I'm not homing out for these hashtags and stuff like that. I don't care. I really don't. If you guys want to listen, listen. If you guys don't, don't. If you guys feel like I'm saying the right things, then share it. Simple as that. It's not hard. This shit's free. But at the same time, it's not free because I value your time. And I thank you for listening, to be completely honest with you. But I'm probably getting off topic. Imagine if our education system was much more conducive to you know what what is going on right now. So imagine if the youths right now learned about racism, learned about past massacres from colonial Britain specifically. What well, if they learned about these horrors that I you know and, I and many other people don't learn until we're in our until we either go to university for a specific subject or just watch it in a fucking documentary on Netflix. Out of boredom. What if we learned that shit when we were five, six, seven years old? Do you understand how like how, how that can change your worldview? If you understand that from jump? So instead of learning about the Tudors, which you know, Relevant history, is it relevant history? I don't know, it's history, you know, I get it, it's, you you, you check the box on that one, it's history, congratulations, but what about relevant history? Let's learn about Windrush, let's learn about fucking, I don't know, Uh, if it's British history, let's learn about the IRA, let's learn about Ireland, all those decades ago, Good Friday Agreement, all that, I still don't understand that stuff. Why don't we learn about those kind of things, relevant topics? Relevant topics that can help us think about the future properly in terms of the problems we have today. Sorry, what the fuck is the Tudors going to do in terms of eradicating racism? Or just make it helping us think better and think consistently? And think more qualitatively about things? I'm sorry, Tudors don't mean shit to me. If I want to go learn about the Tudors, I'll go watch Time Team or some shit. But you can also say, if I want to go learn about racism, I can go watch documentaries. So, touche on that front. But you know what the difference is? Racism is killing us all. And it's killing some certain, <laughs> a certain demographic of peoples much more quicker. What have we learned that stuff right from jump? That's always what I- I Consistently think about that. Why- Wow. Wow. Imagine. Imagine if you knew about Emmett Till. Imagine if you knew about Stephen Lawrence. From when you were seven. Or whatever. Just, you know, from primary school years. What have you- What have you got- What have you got- What have you got notified of that kind of information? And I'm not saying show show the George Floyd video to them. Of course not. But there's readings, there's books. I had to read of my some men. And all the white boys were just, oh, I felt the tension in the fucking room when you when when the, when the N word comes up. Oh, he's gonna say it. He's gonna say it. Drum roll, please. So instead of that, let's go read something different instead of a book from nineteen twenties America or wherever the fuck it's set. Why not why not go why not go read something different? Maybe something from maybe something nonfiction. Maybe The quicker we learn this stuff, the quicker we can actually think about our world view. And the more it just moulds into something more just healthy. If you have 200 white kids in a in a school year and they don't learn shit about racism and then they go to clubs when they're 18 they see a black kid they see a group of black guys and they're just like and they feel some type of way what's that feeling I wonder but then what if they learned about racism in the past 100 years or so past 300, 400, 500 years or so what if they learned about that kind of stuff from jump You think their worldview would change? I think so. I damn right think so. Education is lost on some people. But it's not because of them. They ain't just learning the right things. They ain't learning things about the world. And then they come into the world and they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And it's especially annoying when they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And they're just completely ignorant to the fact of everything. And they just talk, talk, talk. And nothing comes out. You're just spewing garbage. Jargon. But what if we learned that? A jump. So much more different. So much more different. The thing I, the thing I despise the most about all of this is the is a is a is a the notion, the the air of apathy that I feel around even where I live. You know I don't live in a um, I live in a relatively lower middle class um, environment. You know, I have two parks, twenty minutes away from my home, on both sides. You know, I have a couple of corner shops around the corner from me. Next to that is a, uh, uh, a men's hairdresser's. Next to that is a a dog <laughs> a dog store for like toys and grooming shit. Next to that is a pharmacy. Next to that is a Chinese. Next to that is a kebab shop, and next to that is a nail salon. <laughs> yeah you know I mean I'm not I'm not I'm I'm not in the doldrums here. I know I'm not. Okay? I walk to the park and I go to the park and I walk the dog there every day and I have a moment where I can spend an hour or even two to just sit there on the grass and just reflect. I have that time. People don't. People have stuff to do. And that's kind of the thing that I am worried about as it pertains to progress. As a whole. Individually, you can do what you 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 know, you can do what you can. I do what I can, and I'm sure you do too. But collectively, there's so much more collectively there's so much more even while I walk the dog you know I see I see people walking past and you know they're just again I like to know what they're thinking to be completely honest do they do they do they know what's going on do they care what's going on or are they just looking forward to the next episode of an index Saturday night takeaway? And I can't really blame those people because you know, they 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 don't know in some way But you know the old adage goes, "Ignorance is bliss," and you know sometimes I envy that. Sometimes I wish I can be ignorant to these things, but I just can't. I just, I just can't. I just can't. The 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 things I think about, I just don't. They can't. I can't get out of it. I don't want to be out of it. But there's some things that handcuff me to it. And that makes me uncomfortable. The colour of my skin being one. It makes me feel uncomfortable. And I don't want to say that in terms of, you know, a negative connotation, right? I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud of my heritage. I'm proud of all that. I'm proud of the communities I'm part of. I love the communities I'm part of. Yeah, you know? and there's a lot of pride in that, but along with that, pride comes some sort of comes a pain. <laughs> some of you know what I'm talking about. And you know, it comes with that pain, and sometimes I don't know what to do with it. It's taken me over a week to channel this anger I have into something productive. You know, I had a writers' room session the other day, and you know, a couple of people came in, and they were, you know, and they. I think I I don't want to put words in their mouth, but I feel like we felt better doing that session. You know, some of us wrote, some of us didn't. And we just, but overall most of us just talked and talked about what's going on and you know at leisure our opinions towards it towards everything excuse me there's an idea that I've been trying to put forward to some people just just to see what the response would be one of them is and this is my overall thinking towards all of this, which I try to do anyway. Cuz I don't like to get I don't like to get bogged down in minutia. And I don't want to say minutia in a negative context cuz it isn't. Cuz minutia is necessary in this case. I'm talking about the short-term stuff. The s- stuff like protesting, the stuff like, you know, posting about what you feel is right. That's all relevant. But for me personally, I like to think ahead. Because there's enough pe, I feel like there's enough people focused on the minutia, and that's good. That's all good. But there's not enough people looking ahead. And I feel like I'm equipped to look ahead. Because I'm already, I'm already educated on what's going on. I know why things are happening. I know why writing is happening in uh, parts and parts of America, and it's kind of died down due to um, uh, militaristic. Uh, force, um, but I can, I feel like I can look ahead, and the thing I try to look ahead at is the solutions, and what can we do past this, because, you know, as I record right now, there's this, you know, it's, it's this hashtag blackout Tuesday, which in general I find a bit jarring, because the one thing we don't need right now is silence, that's the one thing I don't need right now is silence. Well, for everyone, I don't think is I don't think is needed. Um, but but in that case, I get it because you know people say people have you know advertised it in the way of like you know think about what's going on, you know, similar to what I'm doing. So I can't really hate on it in that fashion, right? <laughs> but I don't know. I just I I, I just it feels like a cop out. It really does. It feels like a hop out, but one idea that I've been posing is that, you know, just just as a big, just as a you know, a really big, broad way of thinking is like, so, you know, there's this you know concept of um, uh, people, black people going back to their their roots literally so people so people that live in us and you know uh, and, and in europe why not go back right i'll just pose that of hi- pose that as a hypothesis now for me personally and for most people it's just it's, it's not it's not logical right some people have uh, are in some european countries as we know because they're because kind of, their home countries are war torn, torn by proxy wars, right? So, with that said, knowing that you know we can't just pack our bags and go to Africa, or go back to the Caribbean, we know we have to stay here, right? So, if that's the case, what is the solutions we can do? What are the solutions? Protesting is one thing. And I'm completely down for that. I completely understand it and I can fully support it. But we all know what's going to happen. Don't know when it's going to happen, but we all know when it's going to happen. We're going to simmer down. We're going to go back to our regular lives. We're going to try and... We're going to try and mold this quote-unquote new normal to ourselves as it pertains to corona but why don't we why don't we why don't we respond to this new try and create this new normal in terms of eradicating racism why don't we do that as well it's a worthy question we could do it for a health pandemic but we can't do it for a literal societal epidemic or a societal pandemic that's interesting right it's trying to think about that where do you where do you begin? I unfortunately don't have the answer to that where to begin. I wish I did. Cause as soon as I do, I'm shouting that to the rooftops. Because I don't want I don't want it to happen. I don't want this to I don't want to have to do this episode where I'm just like venting and just chatting. Whatever I feel. I'm literally just letting my head bleed right now. That's basically what I'm doing. I don't want it to continue. I don't don't want it to. I don't want it to do this circle. It is a circle. It's just. Someone dies. Unjustly. Justice isn't doesn't. Justice isn't prevailed. People protest. Slash riot, um, you know, and then some. Th- sometimes there's some, you know, friction with the police. Friction being a very <laughs> general term. You could put whatever um, you can, you can upgrade that if you like. And then it just simmers down. We know the knowledge. We have that. We have all the names in our head. But we still continue on with our lives. Why is that? Just because we have bills to pay and stuff like that and you know, just, and then we want to have, you know, lives, social lives. At some point we will again. some point we will have concerts to go to, festivals to attend, um, friends to kick it with, sport event, sporting events to go to. Places to travel, relationships to grow. Marriages to have, honeymoons to have, children to birth, lives to live. But at the same time, in the background, there's a lot of shit going on. All the time that shit going on and that's another thing like why why do we stop her why do we stop at one thing and I know the answer to that one is because people have a people have an empathy tank and so do I you know it's not it's not just that it's not just it's not just racism here it's not just um it's not just that it's um <laughs> You know, there's I I don't know. Locust swarms in Africa. Like, we could talk about that. Can easily talk about that. But we don't. There's a level of despair that I kind of have sometimes, and, you know, it gets really pessimistic. But for one thing, I like to always do is just to. Again, just think ahead. And if you don't feel like you're equipped to do that, get equipped. Zoom out. Once again, just zoom out. Just understand why this stuff is happening. Then once you can understand why this stuff is happening, then we can start. And then when enough people have the that understanding. That's what we're trying to get to right now. Trying to get to people to understand everything. And once that happens, once you understand that pain, once you understand everything, then you can, then you can, know, then you know what to do. That's what pain, that's, what, that's how pain management goes. If you fall and scrape your knee, what do you do? you wash it off, you disinfect it, you put a plaster on it, you may put some cream on it, whatever, right? But you know what to do, right? So if some so if if, if you want to visualize all of this as Okay, let's go let's go with the old Malcolm X one where if you've been stabbed in the back and the knife has gone 8 inches into your back what do you do? You take out the knife, you stitch it up. Obviously there's more to that. I don't know how to cure a back uh, to cure a stab wound to the back, right? But obviously there's more steps to that. But you get what I'm seeing, right? You try and you you seal up you try and seal up the wound, right? Okay. So if you see this, all this stuff in response to the murder of George Floyd, you see this, right? You see the murder of George Floyd as the stabbing in the back, right? And this is a very zoomed in way of thinking about it, but just roll with me. If you don't understand especially, roll with me. You see that the murder of George Floyd as the stabbing in the back and it's gone down it's gone in eight inches, okay? Say the say I guess uh, allow the allowance of protest, right, is two inches out. What do we still have? We still have a knife in the back, but it's six inches in, and not eight inches. Question, do you consider that progress? Some people do. Some people do. Some people consider that as progress. Having, excuse me, having their voices heard, they consider that pro, excuse me, they consider that progress. They consider, they consider that progress. It's not progress. Because you still got a knife in your back. Right? So what do you consider. As taking out the knife. And then what do you consider. As sealing up the wound. I'll leave that to you. As something to think about. Especially if you don't understand. So if we want to zoom out. Right? Racism. Systemic. Subtle. Micro, macro, all of it is a stab wound, 8 inches deep, and it's lasted for over 300 years. In America, contextually. But many hundreds of years, right? Pick your number. A fucking long time, right? What do you consider... What do you consider allowing us, uh, al- allowing, um, allowing multi, multi, uh, mul- multiple cultures to live where you're at? Do you consider that? Pro- do you consider that progress? Do you consider that? Do you consider that the knife out? Do you consider it a sealant? I don't. I don't. What you consider? What you may consider sealing up the wound is probably wrong. Probably. And if you think you have the right answer, go ask some people with the knives in their backs. And do you know who I'm talking about as it pertains to that? Go ask those people. And see if they consider that as the knife out and the wound sealed up. Try it. Just try it. I actually, I genuinely encourage you to try it. Because that's how we get solutions. By theorising. By talking about it. Having a dialogue. And learning from each other. And willing to shut the fuck up and listen as well. I would gladly... Be that person for you to give that hypothesis to into which what you consider as pulling out the knife and sealing the wound I really want to know what you consider as, as that because to me right now the knife is still in the back and funny enough I feel like the knife has been pulled out and put back in, in several ways over the past decades and the past few hundred years, especially if you zoom out that far. But actually, it doesn't even matter how far you zoom out or even zoom in. <laughs> because I can consider... <sighs> even, even in the most micro sense, I can consider, like... Um, Seeing a news clipping of uh, uh black Asian multi-ethnicity people have actually been charged more for breaking uh, COVID guidelines than white people have. That's the knife going back in for me. Just when I think there was there was there was some pulling out. Shing, right back down eight inches. Right back down. And that's a micro that's a micro way of looking at it. Looking further back, where do you want to go? The Mark Duggan, the, uh, the murder of Mark Duggan, um, obviously caused riots in Tottenham. What was the solution there? Did anything get really, really get remedied there? So now there's just a set of people that still have that pain. And there's an even probably a larger set of people that might have taken taken advantage of the riots. And you saw that, you know, you you can see that in the past week in America. Where, you know, people, fuckers like Jake Paul, who are worth millions in net worth, looting. Are you fucking kidding me? So no, not everyone is seeing the full picture, obviously. Some people loot. Some people have looted out of struggle out of not getting their stimulus checks. But if you want to zoom out, out of disproportionate wealth giving. And that's statistical fact. So you wonder why I don't mind it. You wonder why most people don't mind it. I don't encourage it, but I understand, I understand that shit, I really do, I really understand it for some, for, for some people, not all, no everyone, because like I said, there's some opportunities out there, there's some opportunities in most cases, I actually saw a video, re- I saw a video today, where this uh white woman was uh um, um, helping, well, supposedly helping up bordering, uh bordering a, some, some dude's store, and there was like a black dude with them, with them, and he was holding, he was holding like, you know, you know, one of the big, uh big brown um uh, planks of wood, you know, so you can barricade shit. She was like holding it and nothing was happening. She was holding a drill and nothing was happening. As it turns out, the, the, the dude just, <laughs> the dude filming them just turned around and there's a dude just taking a picture. And then she goes, thank you very much. And then fucks off into a car. That is opportunistic bollocks. But I don't. But but again, not everyone's like that. Going back to Mark Duggan, everyone, some people still have that pain, and they still under and they still remember that rage. They still want. They still understand it. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, right, that was probably the first time where I felt that rage. I remember I wanted to do, actually. Oh, how old was I? How how old was I? Twenty two. Like, 12, 13? So I'm 25 next year, so... Well, 14. 14, right? That was the first time... Because I remember when it happened, and... I wanted to call... I, I was actually genuinely looking to call into a radio show. I actually called them, I told them what I wanted to say. I didn't get in, I didn't get into the show. I didn't get into the phone-in. But it was the first time where I just wanted to speak on it. Where I felt Rage. And I wanted to speak on it, and I wanted to vent. Same way I'm doing now. But unlike that, this is my own platform. And, you know, I've been talking for nearly 40 minutes about it. <laughs> but going, just going back a little bit. Because I think I've made my point on that. If you, if you know, or actually, if, if you think you know, how to pull out the woo, how to pull out the knife. And seal the wound. Let me know. Because that's the dialogue I want to start. When, when shit simmers down. That's the dialogue that needs to happen. And once we find a solution. That we can all agree upon. That's when we enact on it. That's the moment when you are enact on it. As soon as we're together as a collective. And we understand. What needs to be done. Because there's a lot of there's a, there's a lot of conflicting opinions out there right now. There's a lot of conflicting opinions, and I haven't even zoomed out to the highest order and actually looked at, you know, <laughs> um, how, you know, I could we we could get into like you know, is capitalism worth it anymore? You know, there's some pe- there's some there's some people. Yeah, you know, I've I've heard the I've heard the term all skin folk ain't kin folk recently, and I heard that put in the context of uh, when a uh, uh, CNN uh, new, news anchor Don Lemon was trying to get certain celebrities on black celebrities, and they didn't want to for sake of fucking up their brand, aka fucking up their money. So if that's the case with black celebrities. Fuck me! What's the deal with white celebrities? And I'm not saying I'm not generalising. I'm not obviously saying it's all of them. There are black celebrities that have done more than enough. Ava Dunvenet being one. She's going, <laughs> she's going to infinity and beyond with this, with her initiatives, and I highly applaud her. And I highly respect her for it more than I already did. And that's another thing I talked about this it, on digging digits, so I won't talk about it, you know, off uh, uh, too too long. But you know, there's what's the what's the there's also been a referendum, a mental referendum on how we even see celebrities. I am personally not one for idolizing. I respect a lot. I respect a lot of you know a lot of a lot of celebrities. I respect a lot of creatives, creative celebrities. You know, filmmakers, writers, um, or, or um, orators. You know, just in, in general, right? I don't. I don't like idolizing because nobody's perfect. The concept of idolizing is like, you know, seeing seeing the system as just everything they do is right. And I'm like, no, no, it's not, it's not how it's done. No, I don't, I, they're, they're human. right <laughs> People make mistakes and that's just how it is. That's life, right? I'm not here for idolizing. I respect a lot of people. I don't idolize. So, and, and you know, there's been a referendum on that in terms of how you see celebrities. And a lot of people are changing on that. And that's good, because there's a lot of people that just see it as, oh, good for you. You said some words. You know what I mean? It's just like, it, it's just, it's just clocking out. Oh, there we go. I've said my piece. I've put, I've put my BLM hashtag. Cha-ching. Job done question is, do they think about it afterwards? Do they constant, consistently think about it like I do? And I'm not saying I'm the gold standard, right? I'm just saying me an example, right? Do they constantly think about it like I do? That's the question that, you know, nobody can answer it apart from themselves. But I do wonder that. I always wonder that. But, you know, it's, um, <laughs> if uh, if black celebrities, you know, if they're, if they're worried about their brands, then... I I I see that as a detriment to a detriment to our system. I've never really, well, honestly, I don't say I would never, but in recent years I've lost the I've lost the appetite for you know wanting a big house, um, you know, have, having a fire car, all the all the jewelry I want, freshest kit all that kind of stuff, I don't care really, I really don't, I couldn't care less, I really couldn't care less, I'm not, um, I understand about, you know, the concept of wealth, and I understand why that's essential, in this particular system, but you know what, (laughs) I I don't really, it's, it's, it's not something that's high on my list, it's on my list unfortunately, I'd rather not have it on my list to be honest. But it's on my list. It's not high on it, but yeah, it's um. There's a lot of things that um I think needs a referendum on. And uh, you know you don't have to pick them all. Pick your fights wisely. As long as they're fights. You know, we can't just coast and be comfortable anymore. You need to bring that shit to your own doorstep in order for us to progress. And if all lives matter, then you would want the knife out of everybody's backs. Right? So I'll leave it with one more thing. I've tried to spend this time to tell you, you know, in equal measure, you know, about myself, how I'm feeling, because obviously I do use this show for my own personal well-being um, as a type of journaling for myself. Um, and also to just, you know, just to look back, just when I look back at this, I want to know where I was at. And I like, and I like doing this because I like, because I know where, um, you know, because when I listen back to certain episodes, I know where the world was at. And I'd like to believe that. In 20 years time when I listen back to this episode. I don't. I wouldn't have to talk about it. I wouldn't have to talk about it so. So. With a. With a, with a sigh on my. With a sigh. <laughs> with a just a. um And with a. Uh, and with a. I'm not angry I'm tired kind of. Mindset you know, and I'm not tired, that's the thing, I don't feel, I don't think I am, I feel very energized to all this actually, because, you know, I don't know if I said why I put the anger previously, but I've put the anger into, you know, into continuing doing this, and to vent about this, and to get some sort of word out, and to use the platforms I have to just try put you guys in some sort of frame frame of mind where you need to think because anger because anger does some horrible things to your brain to your long-term health but you can use the anger for something positive and that's what I'm trying to do here cuz this is positive in my mind dialogue is positive And if you need someone to have that dialogue with, I am here. 24/7, hit me up. The link is in the full show notes. Go here. Hit me up, honestly. If you have if you have questions, if you have theories, if you have potential solutions, hit me up. Because that's what I'm always thinking about. Solutions to my own personal problems, solutions to my own personal career and life. But solutions to the task at hand and the and the society at hand and And to as much as possible. I put this shit on my own doorstep because I just I feel like I need to. And there's a deeper question to that, but I can't be asked going through it at the moment. (sighs) But I hope you felt something out of this. If you felt some sort of relation to any of this, then good. It's good. If you don't, so, well, again, let me know. The only reason I, part of the reason why I do this is, you know, is to document and to and to catalogue and to have a dialogue. Yeah, you know, I try and I try and talk as if I'm talking to one person, right? But I don't have a certain person in mind. But I do try and talk as if I'm talking to one person. And that's why I, you know and that's and that's why I hope you listen because you know you try and you hope hopefully you you get that feeling that I'm just talking right to you but obviously there's also a news element to this so I try and broaden it I try and broaden the scope but you know methodology aside I'll leave it there thank you for listening I really do appreciate it this is not um, this is not entertaining and I'm not really looking to entertain in this fashion The interviews will continue um, for the next two weeks, maximum, or well, minimum. Um, I have two in. I have two in the bag. Obviously, part two of my interview with Jim McGoggins is coming next week. Instead, um, I've let him know. Um, got another one after that, but um, I honestly, I might go back to normal proceedings and continue my regular schedule programming after that. So I'm going to take these two weeks to think about that in terms of what I want to do next. If I want to continue doing interviews, then I'll continue doing interviews. It's up to it's up to me. I'm not ask, I'm honestly not asking you guys um, because you know again this is kind of uh, it's 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 why I feel like I feel like I need to do. You can let me know if you want. Please let me know if you, if you feel like I should be doing interviews or going back to regular schedule programming. Then let me know. But I'm gonna do what I feel is right, and I'm gonna take you two weeks to think about that. Let yourself know what you're going to think about for the next two weeks. But also what you're going to think about for the future. Because that's where, that's where some of us need to think about. Because like I said, this shit is going to simmer down. Corona's going to simmer down. Well, maybe a second wave. Probably. Um, but as it pertains to racism and everything to do with racism. It's not going away. It will never go away unless we think about it and we provide solutions and have a dialogue. So, once again, thank you for listening from the Fifth and Podcast Network. I've been charitating this bit while good. Have a good week. I shall always try and do the same. But until the next time, take it easy, ladies and gentlemen.